Welcome to Women in Construction, proudly sponsored by Big Doug, the UK's leading storage experts. From garage shelving to industrial racking, office chairs, desks and packing, they've got it covered. Visit bigdoug.co.uk for mega deals and discounts. For the sake of the podcast, this um, room, as always, is sponsored by the wonderful Big Doug, who are the shelving, storage and racking specialists. Uh, but they do all kinds of stuff for your business. So do check them out, bigdoug.co.uk. And I'm going to add the link to this room for anybody who is listening. Please do click on it, show them support. They've been supporting us for the last two years. Um, so we want to show them some love back. Um, Helen, over to you. Do you want to do an intro and then perhaps touch on the topic? that we're talking about today hello yes thank you for um thank you for the invitation happy to be here again actually i've been really excited about this um really do enjoy this room so um i'm a property investor and angel investor um i'm the only female that there is on the property elevator uh, the tv show uh, i also do property graduate i'm one of the advisors on there um, I'm a judge for the Women in Construction Awards, um, which I agree with Carol was just amazing. I still, honestly, every time I think about that evening, I just smile. Um, uh, and I'm a judge for a number of other, another of industry kind of property investment awards. I'm back for one actually tomorrow night and presenting an award at that. Um, I write for um, industry magazines like Property Investor News. Um, yeah, a number of different hats. My, my background is banking, actually. So I've been involved in finance for ooh, a long time. <laughs> God, well over, well over 20 years. Um, and then, yeah, moved into property and investing uh, full time um, after I left banking in 2008. Um, I'm also the co-founder of Property Sisters UK, which is a networking group for for women um actually we have two groups we've got property sisters which is for women that are already kind of active at a certain level you know really kind of making waves uh, already and then actually over lockdown we also set up a little sisters group because we were getting lots of inquiries from people just starting out uh, in property so we decided that, that there really was a need for a similar group but at a different level so we set that up during lockdown and I just love I love that group <laughs> a lot that the, the the enthusiasm and the um yeah and, and the women in there are just are just amazing so um yeah so it's about kind of networking today and the support um group that we have around us and actually I'm happy to answer any questions or or topics or, or, or whatever people want to know. Yeah, happy to answer anything. Lovely. Thanks, Helen. Yeah, that is um, an awful lot to be doing. How on earth do you find the time and manage to sun it up in Malta as well? <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> um, so, on the, uh, I mean, the, today's topic is the importance of, of your network. I'm sure we will just go off on one because we always do. <laughs> but um, obviously, you have two large property um, networks, property sisters and little sisters. Yeah. Why did you start that? Do you know what? <laughs> It was because, so as I said, my background is banking. I used to work on a trading floor. So it's not just any type of, ba of banking even. It's, it's proper, you know, hard edge, testosterone driven. When, when I started there, there was 100 guys on the trading floor and there were four women. Um, so, you know, property and construction, obviously, are, are still very male dominated. We work with some amazing men. But. Even, uh, you know, coming from that background, I rocked up at my first kind of property networking event. Again, all men, 50 men in a room, me and one other woman. So you go over and you speak to the woman because you just do out of, you know, kind of camaraderie, don't you? And even I, with that background, being very able to hold my own, I felt intimidated. And there was questions I wanted to ask because I was a really, you know, a, a real kind of newbie into this style of investment. But I felt intimidated putting my hand up and asking what might be perceived as stupid questions. And I thought, bloody hell, if, if I am intimidated in a room like that, then what about women who don't have, have my experience of being in, a, in, in an environment like that? Um, and it started out, it, it just started out as a social thing, to be honest. We used to kind of meet up. But actually, starts out because we all met up for our birthdays, and we just wanted to meet other women in the industry. I set it up with um, um, the amazing Ruth Hobbs, Claire Norwood, Carolina, 
uh, Adamchik, Abadamchik, um, interior design company. And we set it up as a kind of like a safe space, if you will, for women such that we could we could network. We could ask for recommendations. You know, do you know a builder? Do you know a sparky? Do you know an architect? Whatever. But also we, we could, you know, we don't moan too much, but we could moan. We could just, you know, say how we're feeling. We could lean on other people. We could lean on and share experiences. And we wanted a format for that such that we didn't feel alone. I think when you're an entrepreneur, it, it can be quite lonely at times, even if you run in a company and you have, you know, people working for you and, you know, there's lots of people, you know, we interact with all the time, but it can be a really lonely or can feel like a really lonely thing. And we wanted to give people um, a way of, of sharing those experiences and feeling less alone. So a number of different reasons we set it up. Um, but also to support each other to learn best practices, to swap uh, tips about, you know, we've got the Property Sisters YouTube channel. And when we were doing weekly meetings over lockdown, we were sharing tips on kind of like apps that we use or, you know, kind of productivity hacks or things like that as well. So it's a number of, of different reasons, but it's it's a really lovely community that's really supportive to women, you know. And, and we champion the men also that you know that we work with amazing men as well um we champion th those as well and and in turn they champion us it's it's a real win-win thing and it's just it's a lovely lovely uh, yeah community to be part of and you know helen do you think it's um important obviously you you've set this up so you can be around more women as well do you think it is important to be members of communities that literally look like you and what like why what is that importance why is it just property sisters and not just property networking i really do i think when um an industry or or a sector is so kind of dominated by one group and it could be gender it could be race it could it could be any kind of demographic couldn't it I think if there isn't somebody that, that you can kind of relate to and you're like, oh, they're like me and look, they're smashing it. They are doing things. Look, it, it's you've got it, it draws on even more resilience to push yourself forward. And I think it's, it's why I kind of do a lot of what I do. And, you know, I had a nice little quiet life, honestly, till a few years ago, living in Malta under my rock, just nice and quiet. And then started getting asked to do these things. And I thought, actually, I will, because... I think people, we need to show visibility. We need to show that there are other women or, or people that we relate to doing these things. And that, you know, that, that's how I looked at it. I, I looked at other people and I'm like, bloody hell, if they can do it, then I can do it too. And that's what I want to be for other people. And I want to, to for other women in our networks to be able to say like listen I'm doing that to recognize the difference that they're making and to talk about that to share those experiences the challenges how they over overcome them what their plans are what their goals are and then that in, in turn inspires the next generation or more people and then we inspire our kids and that's how we you know we open up construction it's how we open up property it's how we open up banking like so many different areas because you can look at somebody else and go, well, if they did it, then I can do it too. Um, and, and that's what drives me a lot, really does. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what, Helen, this is on a personal note and um, it may come as a surprise. It definitely will to some, but I, I think you guys are not. Um, previous to me being on The Apprentice, I was painfully shy, like a joke where I was fine and I was always like the loud one in my family or whatever with my friends but meeting new people I had incredible social anxiety so I never did any networking and I wasn't a member of anything the thought of even going to meetings with clients I, oh my god I would be sweating so bad I tried to just do everything over the phone and so for people who are like that how who was like how I was how can they number one find a network that's going to re reflect all of the things that you said you know because there's men listening there's women listening how can they find something within their industry and number two how can they overcome that challenge of 
I really just don't want to do this. And then when I get there, I have no idea what on earth I'm going to say to people. How do you bring people out the shell? Oh, bless you. And it's by sharing things like that that I think I think that encourages people because I think people can look at like you, me, you know, and we are kind of extroverted person, personalities, but it doesn't mean it comes easy to us. And I think often that assumption can be made just because you're loud and, you, you know, you've got a lot to say and, you know, you're quite lively that, that, that there is all this confidence. And like I say, on my first networking meeting and property, I felt really intimidated and I just pushed through. But if you're not, like, actually, it's really funny. Most of my friends are introverts um, and and I love them to bits. I don't know how they tolerate me, Um, but they do. Uh, But it's, you have to do it in a way that's comfortable to you. And I also think it's, it can be a kind of gradual process as well Uh, in terms of finding those networks um, I think it's about talking to people actually I literally I had a consultancy client last week and and this is exactly what we were talking about she's at a certain level it's one of the property sisters she's at a certain level she wants to up her game to the next level and she's like where can I be around those people who are those types of people so she came to me had a great chat I had so much energy afterwards from from chatting to her, hearing her story, hearing her goals and, and vision, where she wants to take things. And I could point her in the right direction. Once she told me what she was what she was trying to achieve, I'm like, oh, this is it. You know, go and explore this or this or this, all these different these different places. I think it's from from chatting to people or even, yeah, on social media, like who do you resonate with? And I think that's really important. I, I you know, whilst you know you, you do kind of have to push yourself a little bit and put yourself out there I think it's also about staying authentic to who you are and go into the places that you resonate with I think that's when it's it's that's when you can be you whether you're extrovert introvert whatever if you find some you know people that you share the same values or you share the same goals you know there's so many different property networking of um groups that, that i am i'm a member of actually i paid to be a member of some of them um uh, property uh, partners in properties is, is a great one they run stuff in london i'm not here that often so i don't go in person that often but um but when you see people talking about it and i, I think you get a feel for how those, what's important to those people you know if the members um kind of enjoy it or not or, or what they get from it and I think it's about, does that resonate with you? And just because, you know, your friends like one doesn't mean it's going to resonate for you. So kind of explore different different ones. Speak to a lot of people. Ask them what they enjoy. Ask them what they enjoy about it. You know, if there's ones where you're expected to speak a lot and that's not your comfort zone, kind of build up to that. Maybe don't drop yourself in the deep end at day one. Um, find ones that are, are, are smaller groups and maybe work up to to a bigger group. Um, but yeah, like, like I just, I've asked a, a lot of people and, and actually that's why I spent the first year when I went into this type of investing, doing, going around to all those different types of networking organized by different groups, different companies and finding the ones that I resonated with. And there were some that, I mean, I literally walked in, I left after 10 minutes cause it just wasn't my vibe. And that's not to say it's not the vibe for a lot of people. Some of these are massive networks, just wasn't my thing. Um, but I found some of them were, it was a, a, a lot of kind of like minds. Um, and you want to be careful, like you don't want to just surround yourself with kind of yes people, you, you do need to be challenged a bit. But I just found it, it, it was people that listened to each other um, that wanted to be wanted to help wanted to support and it wasn't kind of driven by ego and that's the type of thing that I look for so if you get clear on what you're looking for what you want to get out of a network what type of people you resonate with and there's so many ways of of actually kind of sitting down and working out you know there's a zillion different personalities I love all that stuff me um, personality kind of profiling wealth dynamics is one if you work out what's important to you, what gives you energy, what brings out the best in you, then you can go and see where those people are that you can surround yourself with that are going to enhance that even more. Yeah, perfect. And what do you think, Helen, the 
the value is like what would be the the three top things when people and it will be in general but when people in general when they join these what what do they take whether it's from your network or from from others what can people actually get from it in return because i think a lot of people are like oh it's going to take me this much time and i won't make any money at the end of it and da, 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 da. What, what do you think the reasons are and the values that people can get from it oh god so much i think um you know as we said about kind of being an entrepreneur just realizing you're not on your own you're not going through these challenges you're not having this self-doubt or this imposter syndrome or whatever it is you're struggling with you know it can even be kind of practical or technical issues it's not just you it's not um you're not the first person to have faced those challenges you won't be the last person and actually just that relief of of knowing it's not just you um, I think I think it's huge from a psychological perspective. Like I spent a lot of time during lockdown talking to people that um, had made, let's call them unwise investment decisions um, and were struggling with those, wanted to know how to get themselves out of certain situations or how they could recover money. Um, and I did a lot of like free consultancy at that time because everybody was helping their own way. And I thought, well, that's how I can help. And actually just seeing the relief on these people's faces and I was chatting to them and they'd tell me what had happened so that we could start unpicking these these situations and I said well you know it's not just you I know doctors lawyers really you know smart sophisticated people that you would think you know wouldn't make mistakes if you will um I'm like it's not just it's not just you and knowing that somebody else has been through that um just seeing the relief on their face was was absolutely huge. So I think the support in terms of knowledge, psychological support, um, I think honestly that can be huge. You know, networking, just, just in, in terms of meeting other people who can help your business, I think is huge as well. Um, one lovely lady in our Property Sisters group, she said, honestly, when she shared this it made me quite emotional but during lockdown especially when you know you couldn't go out and you couldn't do the physical in-person meets she said literally the weekly calls that we were having for property sisters just seeing other people's faces that's actually what kept her going you know she she had suffered with depression over that time and just that knowing that there's other people there um and that connection had really kept her going so i think that that's one thing um i think there's i i like to be um members of groups that where i'm not the smartest person in the room i like to be challenged i like to grow i always like to be learning and yes i have you know expertise in some areas but none of us know everything about everything right so if you put yourself in networks where people know more than you, then that is gonna help you grow your business, grow as a person. Um, you know, it's gonna really help you develop, you know, practical skills, obviously, even practical connections. You know, you might get new business, um, new clients from it or new business relationships, or, you know, you might find the specific type of, I don't know, architect or a specialist, tax person or lawyer or whoever it is that you've always wanted you know, to find you're looking for a new person and you can leverage people's other connections like that um but that's yeah that that's another thing it's it's helping you helping you develop in in kind of all aspects business and and personally as well um yeah i think i think that's really important especially um like myself when, when i started my business i didn't know a, a single person in business i'm like my family's just ultra working class yeah. and so i i had nobody to, to get advice from i was literally getting advice off the the butcher over the street when i used to get my morning um sandwich <laughs> and he, he was telling me how to do my accounts like old school you know like oh i have a 
purchase ledge book, like you're paying in and you're going out. And that's basically how I started my accounts, which ended up absolutely catastrophic. Um, so it would have been handy to have been yeah. part of a community, especially I think when, when starting up, it is great to hear that you've got your little sisters one as well, because yeah. there's just so much stuff that you don't know and you don't even know what you don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just a constantly learning and yeah. absolutely on board with the progression and continuing to learn. And, and I, mean, I guess this is a community, it's not like a paid member membership or anything but even on this clubhouse you, you know we've been doing it now for two years and um there's been loads of business passed through it there's been one huge success story where they got a multi-million pound contract with one of our guest speakers gave i won't say who it was but they gave somebody else uh, literally a multi-million pound contract on that it is but then it, it's great now like we'll meet up we are going for drinks you support each other you know and um that that this is just a free community and i know there's been loads of women and men alike as well who have found great great value in it monetary wise but also just from having somebody there who, who you can learn from no matter how experienced you are there's yeah. always something else that that you can be learning to progress so i'm all for the communities and the memberships now but like i say it did take me going on the national tv to, to push me to do any of that um because I was, yeah, I was just too shy. But what I will do, Helen, I'll, I'll open it up to everybody else on stage. Sure. So I'll see if um, they've got any info or any questions. So I'll come over to you first, Carol. What are you saying? So, oh, lovely, Helen, to, to hear um, your insight on, on this topic, you know, from a networking perspective. And Michaela, you know, I resonate with you when you said, you know, sometimes, you know, people's perception may be because where you are in your... Um, you know, with what you're doing and your presence and, you know, maybe a job title or whatever, they think that you're you're already there, you have all the answers. And from my, my perspective, when when I started out, um, you know, when I was working at the organisation, I was always put forward to go to these networking events because people thought, well, she can talk, she'll, she'll, she'll find her way round and find the answers. But I was, I was quite nervous, I, you know, there was people that knew people, you know, suited and booting, chatting away. And there was, you know, little me that's, you know, coming in from a construction perspective. And, yeah, I, I was just this small person in, and I felt in a big room of knowledge. But, you know, fast forward now, um, there's so many networks that are going on at the moment. And a question, Helen, is, you know, with all the knowledge and, you know, that you have and, you know, the networks that are that are popping up how best do you how how easy is it to say well no I'm not going to do this one when and you know and how do you then choose which ones that are actually going to be strategically right because I'm to be honest with you there's so many at the moment and it would be good to hear how you've navigated because I, sometimes I get a fire in the belly and I want to do everything and obviously I'm just one person I can't do it all as much as Michaela thinks we can but we can't over to you, Helen. That's that's such a good question, Carol. Such a good question, and and yeah, it's great, isn't it? We live in this this age of where information is so readily available and it's so easy to connect, especially uh, with everybody going on to Zoom. I was trying to get everyone on Zoom before lockdown because you know I lived in Malta and was not back in the UK that often, and then lockdown did me a big favour. Like it's all online now, which is great. But yes, it can get overwhelming um and how do you yeah how do you choose and be and be selective so that you're maximizing your your time and the impact that it has on you um I, to be honest maybe this isn't the best way to filter things but it's the way it's the way i do it where do i have the most fun like like it, it's just a principle of mine like make making money fun it's literally like I run my business like that. I run my investments like that. And I want to be around people that give me energy because that's how I'm the best version of myself. So that's how I, I do it personally. Um, my advice for other people would be to, if you are clear on what you want to achieve, um, kind of target it that way. So I'm a member of, like I say, of, of, of different kind of networks, but if there's something that is just not going to add value to, you know, it's not what I'm looking at at the moment. Like, um, I'm trying to think what the, there, was, there was something last week. 
and I love being I love being like online on the meetings like seeing all the people but I had a zillion other things to do and, and that specific topic that week was not going to add anything to my life so on that in, in that instance I didn't join in with, with that particular session um but I was very clear that that yeah you know kind of the value that it was bringing to me on that occasion actually I was better off spending my time doing something else um but that's where if you can leverage other people's experience then you'll get a better idea you'll you'll be able to kind of use their experience to filter almost you know if, if one particular network has a real focus on a specific kind of topic or sector um which might be vaguely interested to you or you're thinking about going into in the future, then kind of allocate time accordingly, I suppose. Um, if that, you know, if, if it's just, an, I guess it's like, if, if it's a nice to have, if something's going to make a real impact, then that should be a priority. Um, you know, I, I think we're all so busy, have so many draws on our time that it has to be where you're getting most value from. And value doesn't necessarily kind of financial it's not necessarily even in terms of knowledge like I say one of my filters is fun who do I have you know it's why I'm doing in this today you know I just love like you ladies I love this group I love what you're doing I share a lot of values and the same kind of goals and drivers as you um and I know like god I've come off this and I'll be buzzing all afternoon because I've enjoyed myself so much and and I like experiences like that so that, that's that's really yeah, really great, great response, Helen. And, you know, just picking up on what you said before, you know, as part of your intro that you have some networking groups that you actually, you know, you pay a subscription to. Um, and I, I think, you know, that's another way, you know, if you're going to be getting value and showing commitment. And, you know, I had a, 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 a my weekly check-in with... Um, my mentor and she said you know you need to look at your strategic goal for your next 12 months and you know you may get invitations to do different things but always just look at you know of those strategic strands which one of them actually falls into which ones to make the benefit so no thank you ever so much it's, it's just it's just great to hear what you've done you know you've been such a great support and yeah I, you know I love these sessions on a on a Friday because it really allows us you know me personally to reflect and um, yeah feel pumped up for the the afternoon so thanks Helen over to you Michaela thanks Carol um Stephanie do you have anything you want to add or any questions for Helen yeah well, actually it's quite fitting this is because I was at an event yesterday with an electrical um charity um, it was actually at Spurs. It was a really good, good day. But I obviously attended on my own. Um, have you got any tips of how to sort of come out of your shell? And obviously, I've walked into a room as a female sparks, and like you say, the majority of men. Like, what is your advice in order to just go up and just be yourself and just start a conversation? Oh, it, it is intimidating. I totally get that. Um... I actually think, you know, people say, like, put yourself out there and have a chat. And I actually think kind of not just remain in yourself, like not to, you know, don't try and be, you know, this, this big, chatty, happy person, because then that comes across as inauthentic and people can feel that. Um, I think you need to remain like authentic to you. Talk about like, have you got a burning question? Is there... You know, if, if you set an intent before you go to these things like, listen, I need to really find out about this topic or actually I really want to meet this, you know, a, an architect, a builder or a, a whatever it may be. If you set that kind of intent and have that in your mind before you go, then it'll be it's funny how those people weirdly, I don't know what happens in the universe, but weirdly those people often find you or oh, you'll be talking actually, I literally had it this morning had a meeting over in Putney and the person started talking and, and recommended somebody that I wanted that I've been looking for for a while it's really funny how how, how that th those things happen but if you you you'd stick you know you have questions or topics or things that you can talk about or just have a, like a couple of like really good questions 
questions that kind of open somebody up to talking about kind of themselves and their experience, then people always love talking about themselves, right, don't they? So if you get somebody on that topic or you can find out what their experience is, um, then that's a great way of just of, of opening, of building that connection. And then they might, they might know everybody else in the room or they could introduce you to those other people. But I think it's, it's almost like about not trying too hard. I think we put, put a lot of, of pressure on ourselves when we go to those things. Right, I must speak to 10 people. Like, oh God, I used to get that when I first started um, going to property networks. Go around and get 10 people's business cards. I'm sorry, like, maybe that works, but that's just not me. And I, when I would try it, it was just, it, was just, it felt icky. I, I didn't like it. It's just, it's just not the way the way I do things and, and it works for some people and great if, if, if that's them and that's the way they do things it's just not me so I just found like talk, start talking to, to one person finding out about them what they do why are they there what have they come to to get from this evening how did they find it um, who do they know in the room why do they keep coming back to that particular network how long have they been coming to that network? Is it their first time? What other networks do they go to? If you go with like a curious mind, uh, you know, a beginner's mind, a, a wanting to learn, a wanting to listen, then honestly, like you go to these things and, you know, there's a lot of boring people in the room. But if you go with an inquisitive mind, even like boring people or, or people that maybe you don't resonate with, with you can always learn something from them. It's really amazing. Once you, I love this even boring people, but this is so funny. <laughs> Just the brutality of it, you know, even the boring folks have something to contribute. <laughs> well, they do. Come on, it's property and it's construction. There are some people that just have one boring topic of conversation <laughs> hey I, i'm not ruling myself out of the boring category some people might find me boring too so i, I will own that i know i think i think people might find me boring then as soon as i talk about my career i think i'll, I'll save it at that point but but if you talk with like passion if you are really you know you're talking about something that you love then I, f I think people again can feel that and that will that's that's a really good filter for me for people then the people that aren't interested in you or that topic or your career or whatever then they'll move on good thank you universe thank you for filtering them I have this same approach for dating by the way I'm like great out the way next like if you're being authentically you that, that you're just there's a different energy you're giving people like I, I actually, I was, I was at a dinner once in Malta. It was actually, and this guy started talking about fracking. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I don't. That's not my area of expertise at all. Oh my god, he was. It's just again, not my topic. Could be really boring, but he talked about it with such enthusiasm. We had this whole discussion about fracking. It's how you get gas out of the ground, um, or something. And, and honestly, I just sat and like listened to him because he was so enthusiastic about it. It was great. His girlfriend got a bit funny that we were just having this amazing conversation about fracking. But, you know, purely professional. Um, but I, honestly, I still remember that conversation because he was just so enthusiastic about a topic that honestly could be so boring. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that's helped, Stephanie. And, and you know, Barry, has, um, who's listening in the audience, has just put something in um, in the chat saying, ask the horse beforehand who is going and ask them to introduce you. Because, I, I mean, still now I'm saying since the but I am, I am absolutely horrendous at meeting new people. I, and it takes me several drinks as well, even like on a night. I, I'm just so shit at talking to new people. Um, so I, I just generally stand there, but thankfully, because of The Apprentice, people will come over and just like yes. ask random questions about it. So yeah. there's always yeah. a bit of an icebreaker, but I, I will not move. I do just stand there and just die a little bit inside until somebody approaches <laughs> me. Because I just don't know. It's that first question like, oh, who's the weather? How did you get it? I just <laughs> find it so... I just cannot bring myself to do it. it, it you know what? It, it's really, really difficult. And I know I'm definitely not like the only one who suffers with this. It's just so difficult 
to start that conversation. But what I do find really helps once somebody has approached me is I just ask them all about themselves because yeah. it's a fail safe. People, yeah. just everybody on the planet loves to talk about themselves. Yeah. Then they tend to like like you more because you're taking interest in them. And then, you know, the conversations yeah. going in. I won't just ask like rubbishy questions. I'll, I'll get straight into it. You know, northerners and all that. I have absolutely <laughs> no qualms with saying what to turn over. Harrison dies at, at the kind of um, <laughs> the, the questions that I put to people. It's like, Kelly, you can't ask that. I'm like, shh, I'm interested. But I think um, asking people lots about themselves, it takes the heat off you as well. You don't have to worry about, oh my God, am I saying something? That is boring. You know, like, yes. am I one of these boring people in the room? It, it takes away all of that. And then and then you, you can lead into yourself and you, you kind of understand who they are a bit better. So you, you gauge what they're interested in. So I think that is really important to, yeah. to go in, especially for the, the shy people listening, to go in with the questions to other people and, and kind of try and figure out who they are and what they would be interested in. And then if they are just some bland person, as you say, um, move on politely. <laughs> yeah, actually, shout out to Barry. Barry runs a great networking event, Canary Connections, and he curates the room. He makes sure there's a real, it's a really good way of doing it. He makes sure there's there's not an overwhelming, um, you know, it's not all full of like developers, for example, or just if, like there's a whole mix. And actually that creates a really good dynamic in the room. I've had some great conversations at his events. So thank you for being here, Barry. Yeah, I, th I think that's really important as well. You just don't want to be uh, in an echo chamber. I was, um, yeah. I go to loads of EDI things and I was at one the other week. It, it was absolutely brilliant. But I did say like, this is not a true reflection of the industry. It was predominantly women in there. Right. Um, there, there was people from other demographics uh, far outweighted the typical white older man who we see in construction. And I'm like, well, you know, this is great, but we are speaking in echo chamber because we all know these problems and we all yeah. know what we want yeah. to solve it. But, yeah. you, you know, you, you have to be with, with the right people and it's got to be a diverse mix as well. So again, yeah. while it's great to have the niche networking things where, you know, it's just women in construction or just women in property, you also, if you're looking to do business, you need those decision makers in the room. So you need to be part of it. I think a community on one side with your mindset and your coaching and your mentoring, that's great for people like yourself but also you have to go to these networking events where if you want to be making money and and progressing and getting contracts then you have to be follow the money as Lord Struggle once said to me <laughs> 100% can I just say Michaela everything that you've said is is right you know you don't want that echo chamber um, effect because it then it just deviates from what is reality as well so um, yeah I just wanted to add I, I went to an event where in advance, you and obviously GDPR um, was obviously protected, but they they budded up people that were of like-minded people, you know, so you knew who was going to attend um, or guaranteed to attend. So you kind of got an insight, right? Actually, just going back to the other lady that said it's quite difficult to know and, and speak to people, but if you kind of plan in advance and you know who the attendees are and you kind of mad mark who you want to go over to that helps and I I know that you know just to break the ice in conversation I tend to ask the person so what what brings you here that kind of question and then as you said Michaela I like to hear about what people are doing first before I then start to talk about what I do so yeah but that's my show let somebody else speak now oh no yeah thanks Carol that yeah that's great cheers um Murray I, I, are you around do you have any questions or something to add yeah, hi everyone. Gosh, it feels like ages since I've spoken to you guys. Um, I know, it's I been too long. I know, it has. Do you know what? I mean, as much as in COVID, I absolutely lived on Clubhouse and loved every minute of it. Um, I don't know, just got busy. But I am going to make the effort to come back now. So I'm pleased to be here today and lovely to speak to you all. A um, couple of things. Um, networking, I do love networking, I've got to be honest. Um, one of the things I do find hardest is when you walk in, as Stephanie was saying, when you walk in on your own, it's that first contact. After that, I'm fine. I'll literally talk to anybody and I will listen to them all day long. So, um, so any advice on when you initially walk in and everybody's grouped, they're all huddled and they're all chatting, how do you enter into that first conversation? So that's one thing. 
Secondly, as much as I can talk all day on Clubhouse, um, I have not done networking on Zoom because I think in my mind, I think, oh, it's going to be quite hard to interject. It's going to be quite hard to do the conversation. So a little bit of advice on that as well, please, guys. Um, I have this a lot in um, kind of not just like business networking, but also like in Malta. Um, you know, it's very kind of expat driven. Um, I live on my own over there. Um, I make friends with people and then they leave the island. So I'm always out there kind of trying to build my like, even just a friendship community. And how I generally started off, you know, obviously you have to go and go approachable, friendly, smiling, looking like you're happy. Um, and I just, if there's groups of people, it, I know it takes a bit of like courage, be more like just gulp and just um, and, and approach them and say, would you mind if I joined you? There's very few people that are going to say no to that. So, so I think, you know, you do have to, you know, like I say, like have that little bit of courage um, and, and ask and ask the question, but do you mind if I join you? And then if they're in mid conversation, then kind of listen to what they're already talking about. And then if you have something to add that, you know, then you jump in or, Actually, I just like listening to people because, yeah, you learn so much when people are, are talking or sharing or or you can ask them more. Oh, well, what about that? Or again, it's that going with a curious mind, isn't it? And and and, and asking the yeah, the, the questions that's going to keep that conversation going. Um, but really like like listening properly, like. I think listening, I write about this, like listening, I think is a really underrated skill. I think we all think we listen to people, but actually you're listening and your brain's already working out what it wants to say in response or, oh, I've got an example like that. Or, and, and we're always thinking, ready to jump in. But actually, if you can listen with like a curious mind, like, you know, what is what that person is saying? What is, is that telling you about that person? What's important to them? Or, you know, oh, well, how could that help me? Or, oh, how could I help them? Um, yeah, I think that, that that gives a different energy that you're listening with because um, you are genuinely interested in, in what they're saying. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Helen. No, I was going to say I totally agree, Helen. The thing is one thing, and I'll... I can own this one. I'm quite good at listening. I'm a little bit of a sponge. So I do. I find I will always start off. I want to listen about them. I'll ask them something. And, and I really, really will be listening. I won't be wondering. My mind won't be wondering. I'll be taking it in so that we I look for something that we have in common, really, in what they're saying that I can go back with. That's that's what I do on that one. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. It's, it's building that connection, isn't it? Exactly. Can I just add, in terms of your other question about, you know, using Zoom or video, you know, we're all on an audio app. And, you know, I said at the very beginning of, of the room that, you know, I would not have actually met, you know, Michaela, Paley, Danita, a lot of people without actually joining Clubhouse. Um, I think, um, you know, video meetings for me has actually given me much far much reach in terms of bandwidth of getting decisions done connecting with people and and it's not I, I like going out and I love the face to face don't get me wrong but the bandwidth that being able to say right can we just jump on a call for half an hour versus I'm going to spend two hours in the car to have an, an hour conversation has allowed you know an element of that whole networking and getting business decisions and things moving forwards far much bigger much so much quicker should I say in terms of you know from a business perspective so you know the, the zoom calls or the teams call or whichever devices that you know um, platforms that you use I think it's it's very powerful and you know I'm a tech head anyway but I think it's very powerful for networking you could actually have your initial introduction using that and then going out to the network or to the person's place to then to then have that face to face. So I would always say, you know, you know, save on the you know, net carbon and driving around and getting in trains and getting on planes. Have that initial discussion, plan what you want to do in your business 
and then you can then lead and then decide you know the the networking or the face-to-face -face meetings going forward Carol can I just ask on the zoom meetings when they have a networking meeting see in my mind I imagine it not to be like clubhouse where everybody's waiting patiently to speak so how is it pretty much controlled when they do say there's 20 people um, on the screen do they sort of go round as we do on Clubhouse and say, do you want to add something or does people just keep jumping in and out? How does it go no, in networking? It's 100% etiquette, right? So whoever's hosting the room, you know, there's an agenda that's put out in advance of what's going to, you know, the format of the Zoom session. Uh, you'll have your main host. Um, there'll be obviously restrictions that, this, you know, the host can put on who can do what they need to do in terms of sharing screens. You know, you know, the host will say we are conducting this session and there's um, there's a way of putting your hands up that you want to speak. So, yeah, very much similar to Clubhouse concept. And, you know, you get an opportunity to go around and it all depends on what the topic is. But, it, yeah, it's, it's very respectful. And actually, it's you know, I, you know, there's some Zoom calls where people don't actually show their face. They've got their picture. But I'm very much about, you know, if you're going to get on there, the whole point is video conference. You see somebody, you can you can see their expression, etc. So, yeah, there's definitely room etiquette on there. But, you know, it's a structured Zoom is always the ones that you know what you're going to be talking about um, and you know what you're going to get out of it. Nothing's worse than joining something for an hour, an hour and a half. And you think you come off and you think, what was that all about? Right. So it's all about knowing in advance what this, the structure of it's going to be. Oh, thanks, Carol. That's great. Helen, can I ask you, I know you're in Malta, but could you recommend in England, I go to different property networking groups, but have you got an opinion on a really good one or, um, you know, like, say, for instance, pins quite popular. Um, can you recommend any? Helen's! Oh, Helen. Okay, <laughs> Helen. Where is your one then? Are you? I'm in Bedfordshire. We we don't do an in-person meet. Actually, well, we do. We do social stuff, but it's not. It's not an in-person meet. It's more like a community. But there's there's so many. Um, I am actually in London at the moment. Um, I'm going. To, I'm back to do property investor awards um, tomorrow night. Are you going to that, Mary? Uh, no, I'm not actually. Um, oh. Tomorrow, what tomorrow night is? It's Saturday tomorrow, is it? I'm losing yes. my days. No, I'm at a ball tomorrow night. So. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Well, maybe next year. Um, but it, it really depends what you want. So there's like I'm a member of Partners in Property. I love that. That has regional meets. There's a London one. There's a Bristol one. There's a Manchester. There's all over the country. There's different ones, and that covers a really broad array of topics. So some will be of interest. Some won't. Um, it's a really nice network. I, I really like the people I know, the founders. I do a, a Sunday show with with um, two of the founders of that. So I, I really love that one. Um, Barry that's on here, there's his Canary Connections. He does one in London and he does one in Manchester as well now. Um, the, the more... I, I prefer the ones that aren't kind of overtly selling things. So some of the bigger networks... They're just not my cup of tea because I don't like being sold to. Um, I, and that, that puts me off a bit. Um, but there's different ones. If you are at a certain level and you have a, an interest specifically in development, there's a couple of really good ones. Um, Trusted Land and developers, uh, uh, the Developers Club. Um, there's those ones. So it, drop me a message or we'll have a chat after Mary. And, and it really depends what what were your focus as to what what the best one is um but like i say i was I was having this chat with a consultancy client last week and she got very clear on what she was trying to achieve or the type of people she wanted to meet and once i knew that then i could tell her oh well, this is the best one for that whereas if she'd gone to some of the others yes it's an you know, you know it's a nice enjoyable experience but she wouldn't have got what she was looking for from it so it just depends what 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 you're trying to achieve Thanks, Helen. I'll definitely drop you a message on Insta. Oh. Oh. Also, Mary, somebody has uh, added into, I don't know how to read the chat and talk, So, but if you check the chat, uh, somebody else has put um, one in there that's a virtual one, so check that out. Um, yep, thanks, Mary. Thanks for your question and import. Um, Denisa, are, are you free? Do you have any questions or anything to add to this, the importance of your network? 
Hey, 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 how are you ladies? And uh, I think it is all ladies on stage, isn't it? Um, uh, I've been having an awesome time listening in. Thank you, Michaela. And just some of the stuff that's been said, totally agree with in terms of being yourself. Uh, your network is massively important. I love the fact that you talked about, um, yeah, getting people to talk about themselves. Often when I go networking, the first questions or set of questions I ask don't even tend to be about business. They tend to be about that individual. Um, so that's one of the things I do. And also, and this may have been already discussed by, because I came in late, but reading the room, a, a massive, massive thing that I learned quite early on in my recruitment career, um, way back when. And that was just reading the room. Like, you know, it's more nerve wracking going towards a group of people who are maybe slightly closed off or huddled together. Uh, whereas there'll be other people who have a more open and inv inviting kind of to, you know, to, to people who are in the room and inviting posture, if you like. So they'll, they'll be a bit more open in terms of how they're standing and all those kind of things. So yeah, just loving the conversation. Back over to you, Michaela. That's great. Yeah, thanks, D. And, and good points. It's um, helpful if you can read the room. I'm normally absolutely dreadful with it, but some some great advice. Thank you very much, um, Helen. I'm I'm just going to come back to you. I, th I think um, we'll get ready to wrap up the room. I, I've got one quick thing to say, which is a plug to our sponsor, Big Dog. Link is at the top of the room. Um, they are the shelving and racking specialists in the UK. So I do click through. They always support us, support the Mac. Um, but Helen, if people do want to connect with you, can you tell us more about Property Sisters, how they can find out about that, how they can um, connect with you online, offline? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I'm on Insta a lot and LinkedIn a lot. So by all means, message me there. Um, yeah, and happy to talk to you kind of about Property Sisters. We have got our own LinkedIn page for Property Sisters, which um, I'm probably not as active as I should be. Not, but I've been a bit busy. Um, but but there is stuff on there. Um, yeah, they're the, the best two, two places for me, LinkedIn and Instagram. So I'm Helen Chorley Investor on Instagram and just Helen Chorley, obviously, in LinkedIn. Um, I, I, I do have Facebook stuff, but I'm not as active on there. So um, I take a little bit longer to reply if people reach out that way. But the other two are, are much better for me. Lovely. Thanks, Helen. And for those listening on the podcast, we'll be um, putting links to that as well. So um, just click through to that. Um, they will be available there. And Helen, we have to do a, a meetup in Malta. We need to like make some excuse yes. for like research purposes. <laughs> and then we can come over and do a networking event in Malta. Yes, 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 yes. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that. Ray, Ray's already heard that we, it's just going to be a blatant excuse though, Carol, if still in the car with your son he's just walked out the car shaking his head <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we need we need to get this started and have um some kind of property construction forum over in malta because we do we do we have a lot of important <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> trash things out yeah. i see the thumbs up everywhere maybe we'll roll this out helen <laughs> i love it well thanks very much uh, thank you helen so much for joining us interesting as always um fabulous character and um to carol stephanie mary Denita, and everybody else who spoke on stage today thank thanks so much for your input because um yes without you all i would be speaking in an empty room which would be bland <laughs> I would be the boring person. Um, thank you all very much and have a wonderful weekend. Welcome to Women in Construction, proudly sponsored by Big Dog, the UK's leading storage experts. From garage shelving to industrial racking, office chairs, desks and packing, they've got it covered. Visit bigdog.co.uk for mega deals and discounts.